we're going to jump over here and talk to Sandy Shaner. She is a former teacher, a former school board member, and and, uh, it seems like a great segue, Sandy, to talk about things in context as we're going to talk about education in America. Well, hi there, Kim. It's good to be here. Again, thank you. I I can't believe it's it's been a month since I I talked to you last. It surely goes by way too quickly, you know it, but... uh, Here we are, education in America, and we had agreed that what we would talk about is that you mentioned the reading wars, and you'd also mentioned whole language. So why don't we start with what, what do you think, whole language first? Well, well, not, not particularly. The, uh, the reading wars, um, do have a label and, and, uh, mostly from the decade of the 1980s and 90s, but there's actually been a reading war for in, in teaching for since the 1800s in our country. Uh, it started with um, Horace Mann in uh, the mid 1800s. He was the secretary of, of, of the Board of Education of Massachusetts, and he happened to be interested in reading. And he was uh, uh, came across some research by a pioneer who was studying eye, eye movement in adults. And he reported that adults perceive words more rapidly than letters individually. So this made Horace Mann decide that we needed to stop uh, teaching phonics as we knew them and teach word sight identification and memorization. And then that was kind of the beginning. It didn't really uh, take over yet because we had always traditionally taught phonics in our schools. Well, and phonics is learning the letters, right? The sounds and the letters, being able to sound things out. That's how I learned. Okay. Yes, and you learn the letters. You learn them by sight, all the letters of the alphabet, and then you associate uh, those letters with the sounds, and then you build on that. So it's a foundation. It's a building block. And, uh, and, And so when students read out loud, you can tell if they're using the phonics because they're, they're sounding those letters out to try to figure out a word they might not know. If they don't have that ability or that skill, they're lost. And that's what happened with whole language. Now, you're going to wonder why we still have whole language being pushed by groups of people. It, 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 you know, I've decided that it has, it, it has a lot to do with so much of the other irrational messages we're, we're hearing. You know, why, why the Green New Deal? Why do we want to tear down everything we have and say we can't have it in five years? Because You know, why do we want to take away the, the luxurious lifestyle we have with all the electricity we have, with the comforts and the food supply and uh, the, the medicine and all the things that come from energy and, uh, and t- tear it away because of this misinformed message of global warming. So that's what it reminds me of. Um, for, so for decades, uh, the, it was studied, how do we teach reading? What's the best way? Uh, a Harvard professor and psychologist, Jean Chawl, uh, she was very much a phonics promoter. She had just tons of empirical evidence to support it, yet the people that wanted to support whole language attacked her miserably uh, for years and years. But then when the NAEP scores came out, the National Assessment Educational Program test scores 
showed declining reading scores, oh. then uh-huh. people started started to say, "Okay, wait a minute. What? Why are these? Why are the kids' test scores going down? Why? What's happening here?" Um, and so then the legislatures became involved, and more state government became involved, and they they ordered uh, panels of experts to look into it and find out what really is happening and what they came up with always was that phonics was the best way to teach it produced the best results and that whole language was really uh confusing so for example with whole language you're you're to you're to identify words as a child this is a child um and memorize the word just as a word period so but what happens is if you have a picture of a house and you say to the child, what is this? And the child says, well, that's, that's, that's my home. That's a home. And the teacher says, okay, a home. A home is acceptable. A home is as is, is good as a house. If you keep doing that, you're going to have a tremendous amount of confusion, as you can imagine. And I know kids that have grown up or now in their 30s and told me that they're still confused because of whole language they were taught. So... I never had to go through that because I was at a parochial school and the nuns were firm believers in phonics and we we learned phonics in the 50s and so I never had any of that experimentation going on so I kind of got past it. Now the state of California really were biggest, strongest promoters of whole language and uh, the funny thing is even though you can come through with study after study and tell these different so-called experts or these different legislators in, say, the state of California, that phonics really is best, they, they'll just say, well, ignore it. Just, just, just keep pushing whole language. How, what do you do with that? I, I don't know what you do with it. But lately, it, it is okay. Phonics is okay. When my kids were in junior high, I specifically remember asking the English teacher about this, and she told me, she said, come here. I'm going to tell you that I really do teach phonics and I really do teach grammar, but don't tell anybody because it was a bad word back then. I had a young cousin who was an English teacher had just returned from a, a conference, and she said, she said, Sandy, by the time somebody gets to be in 10th grade, they don't care what a noun is. And I said, you know what? I don't care if they don't care what a noun is. They have to know what a noun is. <laughs> so, and, and then there's this other philosophy that comes into play as well where, oh, and this goes back to Horace Mann in the 1800s and what he wrote. He said that, oh, just looking at letters is so boring. It's just so dull. Um, this brings us all the way to now uh, where we talk, where we hear, I've talked to you about weeding, pulling the books is the last time we talked to right. uh, people in the libraries. They're irrelevant. Are they relevant? Are they relevant? Uh, uh, are, there anybody, are they anything anybody's interested in? Uh, so they pull it. You know, that isn't the question. It isn't whether it's relevant. It is relevant. And t- young people have to be told what's relevant. They, they don't need to make that decision. There is a, a certain group of people in education that think kids should determine their education. Kids should uh, only learn history that's in their lifetime because that's the only relevant history to them. These kinds of things are really, uh, they just are extremely harmful. They're devastating. 
Well, you know, and you only get third grade once. You know, we are letting our kids down on this education. And there's the other component is, I mean, we could talk about math. We could talk about um, writing as well. I mean, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And you mentioned something at the beginning of this, Sandy, and that is the foundational building blocks. And I think that's why we're having trouble in our society these days is because we're no longer honoring foundational building blocks. Susan, you're you're, uh, nodding your head. Oh, yeah. Well, Phonics is the key to the language. To not teach it is absolutely ridiculous. When I was in Jefferson County schools as a kid, we were we learned a little bit of phonics and then some whole language. And I can tell you, whole language doesn't work. It affects children's ability to spell as well. So when my daughter was born, when she was about three years old, she really wanted to read. And I ordered the Hooked on Phonics. She was by the time she went to kindergarten, she was reading. And the teacher's like, no, no, she's just memorized a book. We'll get her a different book. She, she learned to read that quickly with the Hooked on Phonics, and her spelling is phenomenal. Well, and having those foundations, Sandy, are so important. You're, uh, quick comment, and then we're going to go to break. Well, th- this is what I keep always saying, the cart before the horse. That is the mentality now. Um, foundation blocks, math as well as, as English. Uh, building blocks. You know, we can't expect, adults seem to think that children should be able to do what adults do. And and that's the other part of the research on the, uh, that started with uh, Horace Mann. That research was done on adults. Uh, when he read about the eye movement research, it was what adults Good recognized words, not children. And, and many of the studies were peer reviews, peer studies, not children. We uh, And uh, this uh, Dr. Chall, who pioneered phonics all the way through all the hate and all the attacks, decades of it, she never was able to live to see this come back and show and that everybody is recognizing it and the state legislatures are recognizing it. Yes, it is phonics that works. Drill and kill. Oh, don't drill and kill. That the Kids don't like that. That's math. Memorize your multiplication tables. That's English. Drill your parts of speech. Drill your letters, your vowels, your sounds. Those are all basic foundations. You, you have to have that first before you can become a great critical thinker. They want little children to be critical thinkers. You can't be a critical thinker if you don't have any basic knowledge. Well, and if you don't know uh, that home and house are actually two different words, and exactly. uh, yeah, it certainly is confusing kids. And kids want to learn, you know, uh, Susan, she hires a lot of these kids and gives them their first job, which I just love. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so she sees uh, these kids are eager to learn, and we have a responsibility to make sure that we are are uh, watching what's going on in education on this. So, Sandy Shaner, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to continue this uh, conversation regarding whole language the reading wars and susan kochevar is my guest chick in studio we'll be right back and that's kate smith singing god bless america and uh, as you know the philadelphia flyers has taken her statue down and in no context we're not teaching the kids this whole conversation about what was going on in america you know that the. I mean, we're just not teaching the context on this, and we're just tearing down our history. She was such a beautiful person, unbelievable. Sandy uh, Shaner, <laughs> what, uh, well, what do you? I think? couldn't agree with you more. It, 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 his, well, this this pol- the history is part of our humanities programs in our schools, and 
we've had this surge of a concern for STEM, for science and technology and engineering and math. And yes, that's all very nice and good, but we cannot just marginalize the humanities because the humanities give us the critical thinkers and the problem solvers and all the skills that we need in many jobs. It, you can be a, a great uh, warrior in the military, but you also have to have those other skills of problem solving. And it doesn't come from just using weapons. And uh, a thing I wanted to point out was uh, in the Asian countries right now, uh, they, their universities are coming to some of our universities and asking them, what is it that you do to produce the well-rounded individuals that you have? Because they're, and this reminds me too, I was flying uh, recently since I spoke to you, and sitting next to me was a guy who was a, a student, an engineer, he's a PhD engineer here in this country, but he's from China. And he told me that education in China is very locked. It's very locked. You can't branch out. We all, we know that, you know, traditionally the stereotypes in, China, in Asia or China are very high math proficiency and science. That's what they are addressing. They're looking at that and saying, well, we want to we want to branch out. We want to fix that. We want our kids to come out more like your kids. And then here we are sitting here talking about how what are we doing? We're taking that away. This mm -hmm. is this is the the uh, the envy uh, and ad admiration from other countries around the world what America has done and the alternative to um, the early specialization where they track their kids uh, and then we're trying to get it's almost like we're trying to get away from what we've been doing right well we've talked so about we need to catch this before it gets away from us that's for sure dumbing our kids down dumbing our culture down and uh, i i could feel it and uh w you know we we need to be vigilant on it foundation the foundational blocks of an education yes. now i can't remember all of those things but it's uh, the questions are why are we here what are we to do with you know why we are here you know the big questions in life so Give kids the foundational blocks and and uh, to to build on and also to answer those foundational questions. I think that's one of the reasons we're having such a time right now with you know suicide and all these things with our kids. So yes, Sandy, yes, um, exactly. we're we're about out of time because we're going to jump over yes. here with Jen Hewlin in just a moment. But let's okay. have you back again. This went way too quickly and uh, uh, just really important information, Susan. Coach Bart, any final comments on that? No, absolutely. I can't, couldn't agree more. You know, Einstein said that when you read history, you get all of it, the science, the math, everything else. Ah. It's essential. That's a good one, huh, Sandy? It's, well, who's telling you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for sure. So, Sandy Shaner, let's get you back on this. This was a very important conversation regarding uh, education here in America. We do need to make sure that we're we're teaching foundational blocks. And and you Mastery, were on uh, yes. you were on um, school boards. So, school board elections are really really important. We need to be yes. paying attention to that. Yes, and parents, if they want to know, and citizens, if they want to know what to do, you know, I try to give them solid jobs, like the last time we talked, and then this time is to. See who de determines the curriculum in your state, the textbooks uh, that your schools are using. Is it the school districts choosing, the school board choosing? Is it a panel? Is it the state that's determining all the textbooks? Find out and go after it. Ask for this. Our kids need to master their fundamentals before they can be the great the critical thinkers. We've always had that before. You see, that's what I was trying to point out with the Asian countries. 
coming to us and asking us for help. We had that. We don't want to go away from that. We, we don't want, to, want to lose it. We want to build on that. So, Sandy Shaner, yes. thank you so much. We're going to have you back 